So I've had some people ask some questions recently, and one of them is, what age should you stop running? So this is a really interesting question. So running, we're talking about jogging for exercise. We're not talking about running across the street so you don't get hit by a car. So jogging for exercise. I would tell you that somewhere in your 30s, maybe early 40s, if you're if you're really thin, you could keep jogging. The more weight you have on you, the less you should jog. And that seems counterintuitive because, well, how are you going to lose weight? Well, losing weight, as I've said multiple times, is 80% diet. And it also almost, if you want to lose good weight, you want to lose weight by lifting weights and doing cardio, but mostly focused on your diet. And here's what's important. You got to eat enough protein and if you're eating protein and lifting some weights and they don't have to be heavy weights to five, 10 pounds, you're eating protein, enough protein and lifting weights. You can lose weight without eating away your muscle. So there was, so this new medication Ozempic, they've uh, discovered now that a lot of the people lose weight, but they will lose the ratio of fat to muscle so let's say you, let's say you have 25% body fat and you lose half muscle and half fat using Ozempic. Well, you actually have a higher percentage of body fat after you've lost that weight. So you're actually fatter even though you weigh less. And it's weird, but that's how it can work. The way that you can avoid that is lifting some weights and eating a lot of protein. You got to eat a, a a fair amount of protein. I mean this, you know, it can't be a little bit. Um, I'm actually, because I'm trying to build muscle, I am eating my body weight in grams of protein every day. And I tell you, it's very hard. So I do an 18 hour fast every day. That's what I've been doing. I have an app for it. And in those six hours that I'm eating, of course I take Saturday and Sunday off, but I still, still do pretty much do the fast. But in those, in those hours of eating, I eat so much protein that it's hard to really, I mean, there's not a lot of room for carbs because I got to get the protein in. So I think that all of that works together. I, mean, I started out talking about when, when you should stop running. Uh, if you're thin and your knees don't hurt, I think you can relatively run indefinitely. I think the heavier you are, the quicker you should shut down your running. And if you start to have pain in your knees, you should shut down the running. And I understand runners... Runners can be as addicted to running as smokers are to smoking. And it makes sense because there's, you know, they talk about the runner's high, the endorphins that are left let out and all that stuff. And yeah, I get it. But, you know, the consequences are if you're 40 and you're starting to have knee pain and you have a little bit of arthritis, you could change to a different sport. You can bike, you can mountain bike, you can swim, you can hit the gym more and that kind of stuff. But if you're going to insist on running distance, your knees are going to wear out and you're going to need knee replacements and you really should not jog on knee replacements. People do, but they shouldn't uh, if you want that knee replacement to last a long time. First goal is to stop from 
getting a knee replacement. You want to you want to avoid a knee replacement. And honestly, the best ways to do that is to monitor your weight and uh, exercise in a healthy manner. So, you know, this is all prevention stuff. A lot of time on a bike, some weights in the gym, uh, some walking, maybe a little jogging here and there, but don't get crazy with it. Some swimming, all of those things. I mean, because you only have you only have one body, right? You only have one chance to pass through this life with this one body you have, and you can build it up and make it a whole lot better. Really, no matter how old you are, and it does get harder when you get older, but uh, but keep at it. So, another question I got was: Do orthotics help knee arthritis? So, orthotics being typically what you put in shoes. There's a little bit of evidence that you can do a little bit of offloading the knee with an orthotic in the shoe. They can help a little bit. Certainly they can help with the symptoms of the arthritis. So if you have uh, if you have arthritis on the inside of your knee, and when I say the inside, I mean the side that faces the other knee. So if you look down and put your hand on the inside of your leg, well, that part of your knee, that's the medial compartment. That's where most arthritis is. You can wear an orthotic that's going to help offload that a little bit, but then you also risk overloading areas of your foot and ankle. Now, if you have a flat foot and you put an orthotic on, sometimes that will help your knee as well. So those are things you should consult a foot and ankle trained orthopedic surgeon or maybe a podiatrist about those orthotics and things like that. The next one was do supplements really help joint pain? So the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons has stated that there's insufficient evidence to show that glucosamine, the one that's out there, the most available that they talk about is glucosamine and chondroitin. That the, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons says that there's insufficient evidence to show that it significantly reduces pain or slows down the uh, progression of arthritis. And I think I would concur with that. However, I would say that some people get relief from it. Maybe it's maybe it's placebo. I don't know. It's certainly not all that expensive. So if you're taking it and you feel like it's working, I would keep taking it. Uh, I don't think it'd be tough for you to say that that it really isn't helping if you feel like it is. Another question was, if you have bone-on-bone arthritis, but you're not a candidate for surgery, what can you do? So, you know, the cartilage is worn all the way down, and the x-rays are showing you're bone-on-bone, and you're either too old, you're not in a health situation where you're able to have surgery. It gets tough, because, you know, I mean, injections can work until they don't. And when they stop working... One of the things that you would do that they can do here at St. Anthony's is called a radio frequency ablation. The brand name of the one that we have is called the Coolief, C O O L I E F. So it's cool relief, basically Coolief. And what that does is they the pain clinic does it and they they have an X-ray, a mobile X-ray device that can show different angles of X-rays. Same one we use in the operating room, and they put these probes, it's sort of like a pencil length probe, a couple millimeters wide, under the skin after they numb you up, put it under the skin and right where they know that the nerves that 
carry a pain signal from your knee back to your brain where those nerves live, and they hit them with a radio frequency. And the cool part is of it, meaning the cool of cool leaf, is they, they pump water down to that tip so that the tip is not heating the tissue, so that the tissue is getting a strong radio frequency dose, but not a strong dose of heat, which can be damaging to the tissue. So I have seen people who, for various reasons, were not candidates for surgery, have the cool leaf and end up getting actually a year or so of relief. Uh, It doesn't always happen, but it can. And so if you're in a jam and you can't have surgery and the injections are no longer working, you can do that. Once you're bone on bone, all of the stuff that, you know, the the copper and, you know, knee stuff and all these other things, they might have a placebo effect, but they're not turning around that arthritis. And this, the cool leaf doesn't turn around the arthritis either. But what it does do is it stops your nerves from conducting the pain signal. And that can really make it a lot more livable to deal with until such time that you can have a knee replacement. And if that never happens, then you could do that. Medicare pays for it once a year. So you could do it once a year if you had a heart condition that would prevent you from having a knee replacement, for instance. So those are just some questions that people threw out. I think I'm going to try to do questions more often. So I'm trying to figure out how we can get some questions in, and I will get back to you on that as we go forward uh, somehow, other than giving my personal email out. Maybe we'll (laughs) have to figure out how we can do that. But anyway, so I hope everybody's having a wonderful fall, and uh, I hope everybody is happy with their football outcomes, and uh, don't forget to check into that IRA for your child or grandchild. And with that, you have a blessed week, Iowa.